From racing.com and top sport, this is a good three with Dr. Turf, Matt Welsh and Paul Tatnall. Well, hello, folks. This is a good three, and over the next 45 or so minutes, we're going to look back at the Demons versus Western <laughs> Bulldogs, round one of the AFL. Turfy, Paul, it's great to have footy back. I'm going to be a late scratch in the space <laughs> Paul, of the footy, I Paul just threw his head back in disgust uh, when you said that. Like but two uh, of the biggest Melbourne nuffies. Well, i got to say. Stuck with them for the next 45 minutes. No, but you can use it to your advantage because uh, Matt and I were having a drink in the bar, the Blazer Bar. Uh, isn't a massive surprise at you two in the MCC before the uh, before the game last night, and of course ran into a couple of owners, a couple of Racing dot com uh, viewers, and uh, Matt of course copped a tip. <laughs> yeah, certainly did. I've was it a tip up about on horse that. racing? Or was it yeah, about no, no, general? It was, the, the lady had a horse. She owned a. Can't for the life of me think what her name Ruthless, was. She owned Ruthless Dame, who'd uh, Ruthless won Dame last Saturday, just last week, and she'd owned um, Spartacus back in the day, who was a. Uh, a quality uh, young horse that Rick or Lacey trained. And, uh, you know, Matt, you know, instead of saying, how are you, you know, what do you think about the footy? She said, uh, he said, you know, you got a tip for me. Uh, Can you steer me into one? All right, let's move on. I've loaded up at Packham. Just before we move on, though, I just want to tell a quick story about uh, my experience at the footy last night. Turfy, and this is a bit of a car park review. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure our listeners won't care about this, but I pre-booked a car park. 2 to 12 Flinders Lane. It's quite possibly the pokiest car park I've ever seen. Rocked up. There was no unreserved spots. They'd oversubscribed the car park, so I had to lob into someone's reserved spot. That's fine. Got back to the car park after the game. Jovial, couple of us in the car. Boom gate broken. The boom gate was stuck down. It took 45 minutes to get out of the car park. Woman... Lifting the boom gate up manually to get each and every car out. Unbelievable. And they I've, stung me 14 bucks. I've, I've just, seen a very high-profile journalist once be stuck in the same situation. Got out of his very uh, new European car and lifted the boom gate, broke it, put it on the side of the road and drove us all You're not talking about me, are you? No, I said high-profile. I, I can tell you, this is absolutely hand on my heart. I went to the footy and I, I think I was with my elders who maybe was 16 at the time. We parked in, you know, the old Hilton Hotel at the top of the G there, and around the corner there was a car park, and the car parks were shut because we were running late. So we parked in there, came back to the car, and there was a chain across the driveway. And I'm with my 16-year-old, but there was a back laneway exit to the car park with a boom gate. So I went up there, my daughter, I put my daughter in the driving seat, who was 16, and um, I lifted the boom gate up, and it snapped <laughs> and uh, got, got my daughter to drive out as we scurried out of there. So oh. I, po- I apologise, whoever. Uh, well, that's uh, been whoever. Car Park Review thanks to uh, <laughs> Secure <laughs> Car Park. we better get into some racing. From the newsroom. Well, Paul, uh, some news that you broke on after the last on Wednesday night. There's going to be some further COVID payments handed out to the race clubs. Another $10 million to the clubs, which brings the total to a really impressive $64 million. Now, wagering has boomed during the pandemic, but obviously the clubs have done it tough as crowds have been banned. Now, obviously it's a good news story in a lot of ways that the money is flowing back to the clubs. There is some... Unease about the breakdown. So, it's my information, which no one, you know, will go on the record from the clubs or RV, but I know I'm right that 75% of that $10 million has gone directly into the coffers of the VRC, which leaves 
the Melbourne Racing Club, the Mooney Valley Racing Club and Country Racing Victoria to split the last 25%. They would have been dramatically affected with the Spring Carnival. I mean, it, because that was the, that not, had the high... Not, not, I'm, I'm not sticking up for them for a second. I'm just saying that the financial impact, I think, on the VRC would have uh, been huge compared not, to any well, other club. Not Robertson Caruso there, though. Like, they're... You're right, their business model will be greatly more affected than, say, the Melbourne Racing Club or the Valley who have business interests outside of racing. It's also to your point, too, if they ran the Melbourne Cup Carnival at a significant loss. Mm. Um, the, but the, co- the corporate loss from the Carnival, let alone the, yeah. you know, everything else. The clubs are up. Was there any COVID payment to punters who, you know, <laughs> who, who, well, who bet their backsides off during COVID and, and lost? That, that was the one thing about the COVID, seriously, was the astronomical increase in turnover that all the corporates and the TAB, not so much because, of course, their, um, you know, their shop front, the paramutual pools collapsed, but uh, every corporate bookmaker, everything they'd budgeted for was not only blown through the roof, but, like, it was 40 50%. It was and, enormous. And, it their was win- enormous. and their winnings as well, so... Well, I don't, think we've hit, I don't think we've heard the last of this either. I, don't, I, I can see this going back to the RV board or to RV to discuss why the is there such a large discrepancy. How much is the COVID payout? So they've got $64 million over the last two years. The last one was $10 million, and VRC got around so well, 75% of $10 million, but around $7.5 million. While we're on the VRC, uh, we're obviously in the Autumn Carnival, but the big races in the Spring Carnival, the Melbourne Cup, we saw strict international protocols in place last year brought in, Paul, for the first time. We had scintigraphy scans and a, a range of different hoops the internationals had to jump through. Sounds like it might all be uh, rolled back this year. When you make a certain phone call on a story or an issue and everyone kind of takes a deep breath before they answer your questions, it's usually a sign there's a fair bit going on. Talking to people about this yesterday, about the Melbourne Cup reviews, four essentially main things that they want to see uh, changed. And the main one, though, is the scintigraphy for international horses before they arrive, before they leave. Europe. There's a view that if a horse is young or sound or have no uh, history of injury, that it shouldn't be put through the scintigraphy process. And there's a lo- also a view that if that doesn't change, the internationals simply won't come this year. My, my understanding is that uh, they are looking at different equipment that um, yep. w- will uh, not be as intrusive, uh, which may alleviate, alleviate the issue. Well, yeah, I've I'll heard the same thing, but I think the issue comes down to is investment. So the machine they've got in Australia is significantly newer and easier to use than the one in Europe. It doesn't require a horse to miss four days of work. So, Turf, who pays for it? Should the Victorian racing industry essentially fund a machine for the Europeans to use? The view of the trainers and the associations back here is <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, the funny thing is, and I'm just trying to think on my feet here, it, it, as a lover of the Melbourne Cup and the, the race that I grew up to me, the most important race, and, and, and always will be to me. And in a way, the narrative of the Cup has changed so much. Has the Cup a better race with the internationals? Of course it is. We, we acknowledge that. And provides fodder for all the working journos and this and that and the other. But there's no stories about them. You know, there's the, and, you know, who won the Cup three years ago? I'd have to struggle to think who it was. Now, we know last year, very elegant, beat incentivised. Two was... We knew those horses intimately, and that's the balance between getting that right and the prestige or the status that you want from the race. It's a clash. Right. They, they do that. There's no. I'm not they sure about the, the compromise. They call it the people's race. Before you go, mate, you call it the people's race. 
my view is that the community and society as a whole owns it, not just the industry. And the industry want the internationals, but I can guarantee you that the vast majority of the casual punters will not care whether the horse comes from Ireland or um, Torquay. It's as long as it's a classic running in the race. We got lucky last year with Very Elegant and Incentivise. Just, just quickly though, I would have thought they would have assessed last year as somewhat of a success for the new protocols. We had a few horses come out. Obviously, international numbers were reduced, but some of that had to be COVID-related. We saw a horse that went through the process run third in Spanish Mission, went through all the scintigraphy scans. We had an injury-free Melbourne Cup. I'm surprised that all of a sudden they're looking to significantly roll back what they just put in place. The feedback is clear from the internationals that if they don't make changes, is my understanding, is that they won't be back. Now, there's nerves across all three clubs as well from the Caulfield. Obviously, no internationals in the Guineas. Um, I don't think we had an Australian-only Caulfield Cup by memory. Um, the Cox Plate, obviously, we had an international winner, but there's significant nerves that they won't return. The other two clubs want their Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate protected from any changes. The VRC were very keen to make sure that the Cup was the only race that the – if you're coming over for a Cup, that was your target race and that was it. I don't think that'll be successful. Um, there's also a bit of discussion around some of the pre-vet checks as well. Uh, obviously, the uh, situation regarding future score last year um, – it, That's one that I think needs working. I, I think it needs work across the industry. Well. Yeah, like, it's the same issue, is that yep. there's, there's a belief there's not enough a body of work around a horse's action before they're uh, vet checked before race day. So there's not a unanimous view, is my understanding, across the senior leaders in the industry that changes should be made. I think the state government will have a say, or they should have a say, considering uh, what well, we've spoken about on air before, Matt, that there is a view that, they really wanted the race safer, and if it didn't happen, then there was going to potentially be some um, some noises made. So my view, one race is not enough of a body of work to necessarily wind it back. I don't think turf, you need internationals here. You want them, but it's not going to make or break the race. No, it absolutely won't make or break the race. And, um, you know, uh, you're probably right, though, one year is probably not enough. And as Matt rightly pointed out, we had a great race last year, and the one horse that... Uh, Underwent the protocol required. Um, ran third. Well, ran terrifically well. So watch this space. Uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple of months. Very quickly before we get into the weekend's racing, Artorias, he was potentially on the wrong side of the track in Saturday's new market, but he's going to head to another straight track over in England over the winter months. Is he now? Well, that's, that's, that, that's good. And that's the sort of track, tough uphill straight, that'll suit him. Adds to a really strong team heading over there. We've got potentially Nature Strip and Home Affairs. It'd be terrific to see three of the best sprinters in Australia on the world stage this year. Before we move on from our news and look at some very good racing across the weekend, I think we're going to find out in the next 48 to 72 hours the new look autumn and spring carnival changes. Uh, so watch this space. I don't think – I don't know for a fact they'll no, – it's my understanding the pop-up races that were floated won't happen – uh, even potentially some of the ch- other changes and moving of race dates to later in the spring. Hello? I don't know whether that's going to happen. Is that um, due to pattern? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think we'll, it'll come clear in the next 48 hours and in the autumn as well. Uh, no significant, we already know the Australian Cup will move, um, but I don't think we're going to see the whole sale, whole sale changes that potentially were mooted. Uh, but that'll go to the RV Racing Victoria Board, which is meeting... As on a Thursday, as we, we record, well, it can they can go to the RV board till they're blue in the face, but the VRC will decide, won't they? Decide what? 
Well, yeah, because everything revolves around the Melbourne Cup, and unless you agree to shift the Melbourne Cup three weeks to the right, oh, the MRC the re- have already shown they will they will throw their races around. They did it with the Zipping Classic last year, yeah, which yeah. in my view was a great success, boring success, but absolutely. Whether the CF4 moves to the Zipping Classic day, I'm not so sure. All right, well, that's a look at the news. Let's get into what's a massive weekend of racing. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. An early look. Yes, punters, that is the late-scratching siren, usually used for protests. But uh, in this instance, we've had to invoke it. The All-Star Miles this weekend, and Turfy, Paul, I'm sad to say... Don't don't you dare. Zaki, he's in a world of strife. Now, my sources, impeccable sources... Industry sources, as good a sources as you can possibly have. Well, unless it was Annabel Nisham, I don't care who you Tell me about. that there is a very, very high probability he will turn up in the early pages of the Herald Sun With across mod. the weekend. <laughs> uh, 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 what? The curse. It's true. Not, no. I believe it to be true. What is the matter with people? You might as well work it out now. 28 cents in the dollar is the deduction. Because you treat, treat it Turkey, as a scratching. We're not going to get a deduction. Can I dare well, ask? Unfortunately, we're not going to get a, our money back is what I'm saying. May I ask who the model is? I don't know. I haven't been able to ascertain that. But all roads point to the fact that Zaki, unless they decide to, to pull it out at the last minute, could well turn up in the Herald Sun on Saturday. No. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a compromise because I know the way they work and they want to have a, uh, you know, a model on the front page of the paper with a, with a champion horse, but could they maybe, maybe use an influencer? You know, like it's, it's almost like an each-way bet. You know, so an influencer may not have the same dramatic effect. They're as useless and as great a waste of space as possible. Oh, Speaking wow. of influencers, have either of you watched Byron Bay's? Uh, Why would I watch Byron my Bay's? My wife has nitwit. put me through that. And now she doesn't listen to the podcast, so we can really let the shoulders <laughs> down here a little bit. It is. I was in a bit of strife over the weekend, so I, I didn't get to host the remote. It is, without a doubt, the most mind-numbing, worst bit of television I've ever <laughs> really? seen. And it makes... Terry, your daughters would watch it, I reckon. Uh, no, Byron, no, no, they don't watch Byron Bay's. Uh, you know, we have, you know, we hold, don't go to Byron Bay, but we <laughs> spend a lot of time in northern New South Wales, and we avoid Byron Bay like the plague. I heard that at the recent Herald Sun photo shoot, that our model was particularly late to the shoot. Really, she's having lunch, having a TikTok for lunch, and it? the <laughs> trainer, lunch. the trainer, a well-known Melbourne trainer, was incensed. So after 90 seconds of shooting, he's like, right, yanked his horse and off he went. Really? So luckily the uh, excellent photographer of the hunt got the shot, but um, fancy making, uh, you know, fancy making way. It's so unaware, isn't it? That's enough of that. We better get on to trying to find the winner of the All-Star Mile. Uh, it's a race we've talked about for a while. I think it's really strong at the top end. Mm-hmm. 
we may all agree it falls away quite quickly. But despite that Herald Sun curse, I think Zaki is clearly, clearly the horse to beat. And I actually think he's... I'm not going to use the I'm not going to, but I think he's good enough to overcome the fact that he may appear in the the papers on Saturday. (laughs) Well... This is his greatest test. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about barrier 15 and a field of 15. Don't this worry about the 59. He's now carrying about 80. He is. Can he overcome the curse of the model? I, I, I hope. I he don't can. know that he was necessarily shot with a model, so let's what? not... Well, hang on, let, he, let's he be was, clear here. He was shot... He was shot. I, I, I have not have a photo sources. of a horse by himself in the they front They probably page. haven't. They probably haven't, but I haven't been able to confirm whether a model was involved. Well, I heard these two well-known footballers who are ambassadors on Saturday, uh, Josh Dunkley and a uh, some bloke called Clayton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Clayton, very, f- very well, don't, funny. Don't, don't be silly, mate. You know who Clayton Oliver is, <laughs> you know one of the, the, the best one players player in, the in the AFL. So perhaps there's a couple of footballers. Does, does that change the... Uh, uh, no, well, no. Well, they no, managed no, to that, overcome that, the curse. That will invigorate the horse. <laughs> uh, so top tip, first of all. Turfy? Uh, Zaki. Uh, you know, I uh, I start off trying to get a favourite beaten and he just looks, I won't say m- m- moral, but if he'd drawn six, he'd have been a moral, and I still think he can overcome Let's talk it. about that barrier, though. He's drawn out in 15. Annabelle Neesham wasn't displeased with the barrier in any way, shape or form. He's got the tactical speed to come y- across. Yes, he has. And, and sit one out, no, one back. There's only a, a rough hope he, he, he could get posted because I'm sure his opponents will be very, very aggressive in riding uh, against um, Zaki, as they should be. So yeah. th- that's the only query. She, she could get posted and then you ask yourself, can he win being posted? And he probably can. So, you know, and we'll see. a lot of his wins in Australia have come from wide draws. When you look at the barriers, I'm Thunderstruck Gate 1, I think, he probably couldn't have drawn yeah, a worse his game. His barrier's worse than hers, uh, than uh, Zaki's. Yeah, yeah. Paul, your thoughts on the race? I'm, I'm actually am going to go with I'm Thunderstruck. I don't. I, I think Zaki's a quality horse. A bit of pace in the race. He was exposed last year. The bit of pace. I, you know, three thirty. I, I just going on a gut. You know, yeah. Mick Price has been very clear early that the horse wasn't ready, and he's two, two earlier runs. He's saying now that he thinks he's ready to peak. I just think looking, you know, looking at the pace in the race, the shape of it, wide open track. I know the gate, you're right, Turf, is a massive issue if I'm thunderstruck, but at the 650 currently in the market, um, I'd, I'd rather go. He's got my... Uh, you, well, you, you can probably turn that in a couple of points with this late-breaking news that we've brought uh, to <laughs> listeners this morning. And there's no doubt he's been set for the race. Matthew, of the you're speaking about the field falling away, and I don't want to go over... I know Turf's very Again. Ups, upset about the quality of the field. <laughs> no, I haven't said a word. You're the one that harps on about it. How many of the horses in the field can actually... I know technically they can all win the race, but as a... Gambler and as a well, half know, the field don't wait for age horses, mm. so that, that that's an issue. Um, you know, the, the race is a standard weight for age, and it dis, uh, disqualifies not disqualifies, but it uh, it makes at least half the field impossible uh, for them to win. Yeah, I still think it's a strong field. There's no doubt it falls away, and there's a lot of eggs being put in the uh, the three year old basket down the bottom with Captivant Lightsaber. I, I'd be surprised if either of them can beat Pinstriped Home. Who's I tell you what they need on Saturday. Racing Victoria need Pinstripe to win because it would be a great story. And if they get the story, the lead up to the race will be, be forgotten as quickly as you can imagine. Big racing up in Sydney on Saturday. We've got the time honoured 
well, it's not really time-honored. It only dates back to about the 50s, I think. Uh, Golden Slipper. Gee, this horse has been won. This race has been won by some good horses over the years. My favourite memory, Turfy, and my memory probably doesn't go back quite as far as yours. Uh, what do you like that? that one actually wasn't a, 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 a jab, but we'll find a jab at some point. Uh, I, I remember Beldesjur. Early two thousand, she couldn't bombed win. Bombed the kick. Bombed the kick. I was on uh, Crown Glory, who I think from memory was trained by the Freedmans, and at the two hundred meter mark, she looked all over a winner. Belle Jour just yeah. came from I the, back the absolute yeah. clouds to win for Singo, and, and he put I a think, headlock on the Prime Minister. Did they? Did they? Is that the first time they shouted the bar? Did they shout the bar that they day? They did. Well, Singleton shouted the yeah. bar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yep, um, that was a huge, huge win. I, I love Manicato because he was just such a homebred um, Bob Horstead trained, or maybe been Bond at the time, but Bob Horstead certainly ended up with him. And um, I think he won. Did he win Cramman or Packenham? And then a city race, then the Blue Diamond, then the Golden Slipper. He went bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I, like can't, I can't the recall final. the lead up, but uh, yeah, bang. Bang, bang, bang. He was a fantastic horse, man. I see Brett Prebble's riding in the slipper on Saturday as well. Um, giving up the ride of... all that, that horse, you know. Yeah, of extreme course. Um, she's extreme yeah, she's from extreme. the coming. She's on the quick backup. She she yeah. posted good time last week. Giving up the ride of Streets of Avalon, Matt, in the uh, All-Star Milder ride in the... Uh, I don't think goal. that would have been too <laughs> tough a choice. Oh, I, being I, a I have to be frank. No, I, I certainly picked up and that. That's you what were. you're best at. Cool and Gatter out in 14 comes in a couple of barriers if uh, the emergencies come out. I, I don't think that's a big worry for her, that gate, but it'd be some sort of training effort again from Kieran Maher and David Eustace to win a golden slipper, coming off a millions win, nine weeks between runs. Those colours. No trial or jump out. Those colours again. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it is astonishing. Look, the other thing about the, the race is, it, in, a, in a way, it's race 18 for over seven days. You know, they stayed away from the fence very, very early last week, didn't they? So what's it going to be like there? If it, I don't know how much rain there's going to be between now and the slipper, but it's a seven-a-day it could, Thursday it morning. could be quite heavy. They've got some rain forecast. Definitely expecting the heavy range. You know, that, on the it radio might be a paddock by then. Barriers may be It's irrelevant. an impossible race to bet in for me. It is. I, I just I'm thought there were a couple of odds that I could have something on. I, yeah, I thought on. Jack and I, with the blinkers going on, I thought he just wandered around a little bit late in that blue diamond. I think those blinkers will help sharpen him try and get a, a handle on... The Blue Diamond as a lead-up. What do you think of the I race itself? I just don't itself? think it's an overly strong two-year-old. Well, so year well the Sydney, I mean, because nothing's dominated the Sydney two-year-olds this year, it probably uh, lends itself to maybe a, a Victorian um, form line getting over the line. I've always It's always been a race for me where I've preferred horses, two-year-olds, having their second preparation. Now, I know, um, you know, given the fact that they only start running in October, but I, I like them maybe have had a run late spring or maybe December, something like that. Uh, as opposed to just having their first preparation going through. Having said that, I've got a bit of a hankering for that Russian conquest. Yep. Um, but I do like a filly or a cult that's had a break, had a run and then had a break and then second prep almost. I The other horse I'm giving a chance to at a massive price is Lady Laguna, Annabelle Neesham. Yeah. Uh, won her first two. Uh, she was just fair last time out, but she had a trip down to Melbourne. She jumped out really well at Flemington. Intrigued as to why... 
she was down in Victoria, but now back up there for a golden slipper. Has run on the heavy track and a soft track too. I reckon. Has handled the, the, uh, the rain out of the ground, the, the yeah. sting out of the ground. I love Linda Meach getting a ride in mm. a golden slipper, and uh, it'd be terrific to see her win. But it's been a great comeback by Linda Meach, hasn't oh, it? It really has. Terrific. Matt's always been one of the big, her biggest fans. No, me too. Look, you know, she's just done the hard yards for so long. She's ridden for Gay in Sydney. She's ridden for Moody in Melbourne. Unassuming. She's been. You know, such a competitive jockey and done such a great job. Beautiful jockey in front in particular. Oh, just unbelievable. And, you know, to sort of leave the game for a while and, and start a family and then come back and, you know, ride winners, great effort. The reality is if she was full-time, she's obviously a mother as well with her partner Mark Pegas, uh, who was formerly a jockey, now a trainer. If she was riding full-time and just threw herself right into it, she'd be – Eight, nine rides every Saturday. Mm. With, she used to have a great association with Peter Moody. She Kieran Mark David Eustace, happy to, uh, to put her on. She could have ridden Black Caviar. Yeah. <laughs> She's a terrific jockey. She yeah. really is. And, and she may well go down as one of the most underrated jockeys of recent mm. time, in my opinion. Mm. She got the Group 1. Uh, she got a Group 1 on Pippi, which was a terrific front-running ride in the Oakley Plate a couple of years ago. That's the Golden Slipper. Let's talk about the Ranvet. You got, wait, you got a tip? Yeah, I was happy to back Lady Laguna and uh, and uh, also Jackano. Turf, uh, Russian Conquest, Paul. Oh, I'd be guessing best of Bordeaux. <laughs> like it's only one of really. That's a way to engage our. No, nah, just you, to be honest, if you don't admit you're guessing, uh, they're on not a track. listening to for Paul's tips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a heads up. <laughs> well, let's move on to the. Uh, the well, Joe, I think we'll be backing more tips than you two lately. That, anyway, that's, 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 that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. It's been a lean spell, lean spell. But oh, uh, I don't put me in your basket. <sighs> I tipped Ruthless Dame on this show last week. You also tipped Rock and Horse and had nothing on it as well. That's yeah, let's move on from that. I thought we'd forgotten about that. Uh, very elegant, dollar forty in the Ranvet Stakes. Opposition aren't really equipped to carry her bags to the check-in counter, are they? <laughs> no. Nice turn of phrase there. Modafida, the only other thing that can... Uh, the one, the one also who was very good first up, a misery, was good in the Peter Young, but uh, this is a different kettle of fish if they decide to head up to uh, to Sydney. Also entered at Flemington on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's a disappointing lineup, isn't it? But it's pretty indicative of our uh, wait for age racing. I would have thought, Matt. We've got a wide open galaxy, as it so often is. Uh, Shelby sixty six is currently an emergency. It'd be a great story if he were to be able to get a run. It's short the run for me. <laughs> backing up for the third week in a row. Fifth. Oh, was it the fifth week in a row? He's backing uh, is up. It, I, I, I think it might be the fifth week in a row. It, gee whiz, it's a fair effort. That <laughs> hasn't happened for Alden. Bryce doesn't train. I, I, it's unbelievable. I, I, I've never backed up. I've never <laughs> backed up one week in a row. So uh, Danny Williams, of course, Goulburn trainer. He was in a highway a couple of weeks ago. Ran second to uh, to Eduardo two weeks ago. Beat home Nature Strip and then won last yeah. week. So it is five weeks in a row. We've we've that had is that something. confirmed. That is something. So hopefully he gets a start. He's the first emergency. Isotope favourite at $4.50. I thought away game was terrific in the Oakley Plate. Yes, I had something on the Oakley Plate. I'm just trying to think, has she been exposed to this sort of ground? I'm not sure she She has has. She's had uh, Well, she's had wet track experience. Her one heavy track run, she, she was able to win. Where was that? I think it was. I can't recall. I think it was early in her career from, from memory. Uh, oh, I think she's ideally suited from gate six. And she is... She's a warrior, Turfy. Yeah, she is. She's a real trier. Uh, she just um, tends to one, run into one better at the moment, but um, none of those runs have been uh, she, disappointing. She won. Shelby 66, back to that. Would be her uh, eighth run in nine weeks. That is yeah. unbelievable. Wouldn't you be felt sick if you backed him? When he got, didn't he get beaten at um, 
not scone or somewhere like that, uh, before this little run, you feel a little bit peeved. <laughs> ah, well, hopefully you're stuck fat. Uh, was beaten at the Sapphire Coast yeah, back on it. the 30th of January in a, a Class 2. Away game's heavy track win came in the Percy Sykes, so oh, Sydney way okay, going okay. as well. I think she's a great each way bet at around $9, but... As it is each and every year, it's a, a wide, wide open race and uh, a really tough contest to pick. Turf, you got a tip? Uh, no, not really. No. Paul? <laughs> we pay him for his insights on how to pick horses and he says to us, no, not really. Well, what hey, are you uh, doing here? I, I tell you, I am under no contractual obligation to tip in Sydney on this podcast. Well, I, look, I looked at the fine print before geez, we came we've got to get, this morning. We've got to get back to your manager. Well, it's you, your you, lawyers have taking, done a sloppy job. Taking uh, All the money we pay him, um, and he comes in and says, no, not really. Taking uh, the can mickey. I just say, and I mean this, it's, I don't bet in Sydney. I don't bet in Adelaide. I don't bet in Brisbane. But I know you don't. I but just the, the listeners focus do. on Melbourne, and you can't spread yourself thin. You certainly uh, aren't at risk at spreading yourself in Turkey, that's for sure, mate. Uh, I'm with you, Matt. Away game is, for me, the uh, better bet in the card, but open, open race on to a try, track. To try and make hey, what up. about the hustle, then? No, what, what about the hustle? She, she's immoral because I'm jumping off. Are you? She is immoral. I was watching that race again yesterday. She, oh, boy, painful. did she find a way to get beaten? Honestly. And she's a terrific mare and... Uh, but James uh, McDonald on. She's flying, you know. Yeah. She is. They, uh, Jason Warren won a, 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 a sorry, a, a galaxy. galaxy with uh, Bell Sprinter, I think. Hey, wasn't he a good horse, Bell Sprinter? He was a ripper. He had a withering finish. Given that Turfy shortchanged the listeners on tips oh, in hang Sydney. Hang on, well, I just said Brooklyn Hustle. You just plucked that out. You only just realised she was in the race. <laughs> Shut up. You're spoiling the magic of theatre. There's no magic in this theatre, Turf. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> Just a, a couple of others in at Flemington I like. Miss Albania race two. I think she'll run very well first up for the McAvoy yard. Yeah, no, she's... You don't like her, do you? Um, no, no, she's a very, very good filly, and I'm sorry for Enver that she's uh, left the camp. I've always thought, and I know it's different down the strap, but I've always thought she was maybe better outside of horses, and she's drawn two. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yet, well, you know, you enough, taken she's that, got Jamie you? Carr aboard. Uh, enough said there. Oh, she had to have a jockey on board. I'm aware of that. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> I was going to do it on her own. Uh, I, I give Prince. This is the toughest race of the day. Probably race five. So I'm probably not wise uh, loading up here, but I am. And uh, it is number two, Prince of Helena. He's drawn out, which I think's a, a slight knock. But I thought he was terrific at Ballarat. He was. Sidney's been back to the jump outs. He had a little tick over jump out. Gets Damien Lane aboard. At around ten dollars, I think each way all day. So, you've got anything else at Flemington Turf? Uh, no, in that uh, in that second race, uh, you know, I know I'm probably just sticking fat with Sword of Mercy, who just ran. You her love her. I do love her, and she's uh, mind you, she owes me now. So uh, you know, it's waning. Um, so I still thought uh, her and uh, the one you liked, Miss Albany, who just yeah, maybe she'd be okay from the inside draw. Just rather her drawn a little bit wide, and the Mystic Journey. Race is interesting. The time honoured Mystic Journey. <laughs> uh, with you know, Yonsei was crying out for two thousand. That's no, my no that's issue. My better bet of the day. Yeah, well, I don't care. No, no issue there for <laughs> me with Yonsei uh, getting it to the two thousand. I just wonder. Uh, I know she, all of her racing has been on good track, and we're told that she's more effective even on wet ground. Um, just wonder whether she might be a little bit vulnerable with El Patroness. 
So you're backing I'll old Patroness, or you're sitting on the fence? No, no, I don't sit on the fence, mate. I will have something on. <laughs> I will have something on El Patroness in that race because I like taking on Beyonce. And Fair it's enough. worked out really oh, well. That worked for me last time, yeah. <laughs> five from five. If I have a back groovy kind of love ever again. The thing about Yonsei, dollar seventy five, surely that gets a little bit uh She'll be supported, I'd say. Is it shorter I than a dollar seventy five. Yeah, and when yeah. Putter's got short Mary's after she won last I said, Well, there's a group fella if ever I saw one. And anyway, now you're putting it. Probably have something again. I'm just happy you've done the form for the race, to be honest. We'll just go from there. Yeah. Well, I was only contractually obliged to do three races and I did them. A look from the book, presented by Top Sport. Well, welcome in now, Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport. And I imagine as a bookie, Tristan, you're just licking your chops ahead of what is a massive weekend of racing in both Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, very excited, boys. Good to chat this morning. And, uh, yeah, big, big weekend of racing. We've got all the Group 1s, the All-Star Mile in Melbourne. We've got the footy back, which I don't need to tell you after Melbourne's effort there last night, and uh, Rugby League as well. So, yeah, it's a great, uh, great weekend for... For anyone who enjoys a punt. Just quickly on the Demons, what price are they for the flag? <laughs> don't, uh, They firm up a touch. They're into about $4. So, Is that all? Uh, I, 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 I would have thought yeah. they'd firm up a little bit more. Yeah, no, they were impressive. It's an early early season game, though, obviously, and uh, there's still plenty of water to Where go. Where were all your bandwagon and, um, fans last night? You, the bandwagon since Melbourne won has been astronomical, and they couldn't fill the G last night. Plenty of room <laughs> left. Plenty yeah. of room left. Anyway, um, sorry, Tris, I don't mean to cut you up. Oh, well, that's oh, enough yeah. of the footy. Let's get into the All-Star Mile. We've got a reasonably short price favourite, Tristan, but uh, how's betting been on the race? Betting's been reasonably solid on the race. There haven't been any massive bets flying around just yet, but there's been a few different opinions. Obviously, Zaki, the favourite there at $3.40. Inspirational Girl's gone $6 into five fifty, and Pinstripe's been pretty uh, pretty well-supported at six fifty two. The one they've found at big odds is actually 11 Sierra Sioux. Obviously, one at a similar sort of price there last start. It's been 26 into 19, but... I'm thinking this is going to be a very, very good betting race with a few different form lines to try to weigh up. Yeah, just keep laying Sierra so it cannot win. <laughs> Never won in a mile. Uh, Tristan, the Golden Slipper, I imagine it's a, a terrific betting race for a bookie. You've got a capacity field, juveniles are heading uh, into a high-pressure race, many of them for the first time. What's betting been like on this year's Slipper? And when did, you, when did you start betting on it, given the fact that the nominations must have been in the hundreds? Yeah, it, it's well. Firstly, it's a cracking betting race, and uh, there's you know horses coming from all over the, the country, all different form lines, and probably from our perspective, Cool and Gatter has been short the whole way through it. It had a big boom uh, on it, and, and we opened betting up, or oh, I don't know, maybe October, November last year, so, or December, so, something in that sort of vicinity. We certainly had it up well before the Magic Millions, where Cool and Gatter was a short price favourite for a long, a long period of betting. So it's it's been firm in this market the whole way through. As has been the uh, the case in a lot of these big features, the favoured runners draw on the outside one of the outside gates. So it's been three ninety out to five fifty back into five dollars. Um, a lot of the chances have drawn reasonably wide. Russian Conquest obviously second in the millions is sixteen dollars. Um, but the one they've found at a bit of odds and, and has been well supported is the sixteen she's extreme, twelve dollars into eight fifty. As a bookie, these sort of wide-open races, you've got to try to find one that you might put your foot on at big odds. So the one we're going to slightly lean towards is the 14-7 Vales. It's drawn wide as well, but um, it, there was some little smart specking for it pre-post, and uh, it, it's been reasonably well back, 34 into 26. We're just keeping our foot on it. be nice to get a knockout result from our perspective, but I think it's, I think it's over the odds of that quote. Randvert Stakes, very elegant, dominates betting at $1.35, $1.40, depending on where you shop. 
What are you going to do with her on Saturday? She looks just about over the line. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you're a bookie and you're tipping a dollar thirty-five shot, you think they're over the line. It's akin to putting a place option in your multi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, I can't see uh, very elegant getting beat, but dollar thirty-five. I, I think she probably starts a touch shorter as well. That's been support for a miss. A missery uh, seventeen dollars into nine fifty. We're happy to really take on anything else. I'm sure. There'll be big money coming, very elegant, best of the best. So we'll just uh, we'll just have to see where it falls. But I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be winning on the weekend. Oh, I'm missing. Why, why isn't she a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty? I don't know. I, mean, yeah. a, I haven't had a what, forensic look you at really the race. Wanna, but well, me neither. But you what, you know who Montefilia is. You know exactly who she is. She can't sleep in the same postcode as. I mean, heavy Gallagher. track's not going to worry her. Oh, she either. loves it. Yeah. She just eats it up. So Montefilia likes the wet. She, actually, she could. She does. She could be the sort of horse that we often see these dollar thirty five, dollar forty pops. Just the the, the medium of I mean, enormous if, support. If they're overs, they're overs. Correct. It doesn't matter what price. I might they take are. the dollar forty five. You won't be in Mon- or you'd be asking for a raise in your contract if she gets beat. That's for sure. Uh, we might have to get you to tip another horse or something, Turfy, <laughs> or a horse. Uh, Tristan, you've been well, you're on on the mark with your lay last week. Is there one you're really keen to take on? Yeah, probably the one we're keen to take on this week. Sticking to the Sydney card, obviously, massive day of racing there has been Isotope. You know, and I, I, I hate to say because I know a few of the owners are all a good bunch of uh, good bunch man, of boys, it? but uh, yeah, three seventy out of four twenty. I just think it's it's under the odds in this really wide open field. I, I thought it probably needs to get around about that five dollar mark, and um, yeah, so we, we've been very happy to lay it early doors, and uh, it's certainly our worst and one we're going to continue to go on with. Uh, and depending on how very elegant it goes, we'll either be trying to get out of a hole or or maybe play out the winning. So we'll be happy to put it in for double in that last race. Second hey, last race. Hey Tristan, as a punter, when I'm watching races on a heavy track where it becomes apparent early in the program that there is a distinct pattern. You then go and look three, four, five races ahead to see what's going to be suited by the pattern and try and beat the market there. Do you guys sit there in the office and, and, and watch Rose Hill on Saturday and watch the first couple of races and see maybe the inside's off or if you're wide you've got no hope and therefore adjust prices three or four races down the track? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you, 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 it's sort of trying to work out, you go after race one, you wait till race two, the punters are doing the same thing. One of our busiest periods of betting is when that, that first race or that second race is finished and all the pros are doing exactly what you're saying and trying to find that value for, for deeper into the cards. So it, it, it's that, you know, um, uh, just just trying to work out, it was, was that first race a typical example of what's going to happen for the rest of the day? Do you wait for two or do the punters beat you in and, and, and get the cream? So, it's yeah, we certainly do. The, 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 the traders are definitely looking at that and all the pro punters are doing the same thing. Well, at the moment, the Good Three Multis funding your upcoming Christmas party. It's going to be a bloody good party the way we're going, but uh, we're going to try and improve things this week. Uh, Paul, we'll kick off with you. Who are you chucking in the multi? Uh, you're on safe for me. I know. Oh, before you, Captain Braveheart. Well, at least it's not a multi bet because I assume none of you guys. Place will, bet. Place bet. Uh, sorry, I assume none of you two will put uh, place bets on today because that, considering your experience and no, talent, that uh, hey, listen, mate, you can't eat odds. We also, you know. Putting these multi bets on turf, they're not, not they even got a leg. Anyway, before we get on, I li- do look forward to dissecting you. Why your... would you point that out? <laughs> I, I think, Yonsei, I think, you know, very impressive over the 1600 last start. Nothing to suggest to me that um, the 2000 metres will be an issue. Uh, you know, good race. I don't mind um, Star of Eden as well at odds. Um, We're not chucking that in the multi, one, mate. I know, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to. Uh, 
give myself a little bit of wiggle room once we get nailed, <laughs> nailed on Saturday in the, in the third. So, I, I, you know, you're unsafe for me. I'm pinning back the shoulders. Oh, here we go. Win bet. Win Not only a win bet, but I'm taking on the curse. I'm with Zaki. I think uh, he is over the odds Deluxe at $3.30. Yeah. Well, if he appears in the paper with a model on the weekend, uh, we're cast. I'm going to uh, show a little bit of ticker myself. Sword of Mercy. I'm sticking with her. The place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, well, she'd, she'd, be, she'd be $2 plus the place. What's the matter with that? Yeah, 210 the place. We've got Zaki at 340 at the moment and Yonsei at $1.65. So that gets the, the three three leg combo out to eleven dollars seventy eight. Oh, give him so. a bet boost. The- <laughs> odds boost. We need an odds, odds boost. boost. <laughs> we need everything. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get it on in a little bit of overs. We haven't got. Uh, we haven't got a leg yet. Is it right? Turfy, you're Zero also paid to promote the show, not demote it. Yeah, don't worry. yeah, I'm looking after the sponsor here. All your place bets still got zero. <laughs> All right, let's uh, say goodbye to Tristan. Have a great weekend. We look forward to catching up Monday. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sport's best of the best multis, top odds are guaranteed. Place a best of the best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flug or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's best of the best to win up to five grand too. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Tongue-tied. Before we sign off this week, Turfy, you've been nagging us for weeks and weeks to introduce your own segment. It's here. <laughs> Tell it's us about it's it. It's in the contract, so. <laughs> well, uh, this segment's dedicated to getting your words wrong, which is something that you guys have perfected over the years. Now, we're not all perfect, uh, but this is about highlighting others. So they must be r- racing-related. They've got to be sort of uh, mildly humorous, if you wouldn't mind. And we're going to use it, and if we use it on the show, there's a $100 voucher from Top Sport in cash, or even better, into your Top Sport account. So uh, if you do find something, you hear something on racing.com or on RSN or any other racing, Sky Channel, any anything racing relating, related, send it in and we'll use it. So it's got to be amusing. Have you got a couple of examples well, from the last few weeks for the listeners to kick us off and give them a bit of inspiration? I was watching an AFL practice match. And Dermy, who's one of the best blokes you'd ever want to meet, Dermy, he's not a racing bloke. And he tried to sort of use some sort of racing analogy into football, talking about a footballer, and this is what he said. But you look at the size, the shape, the age, it's like buying a a two-year-old yearling that, that hasn't really hit his straps. There's still so much time for them to develop into, you know, a proficient at another area of, of racing. All right, so probably not Dermy's finest moment there, Turfy. Uh, two-year-old yearling. Yes. Interesting, interesting. Have you got anything else for us? Well, we all heard the Adelaide Cup uh, on Monday, I, and I know if you look at the horse's name... Oh, you it, can't go after anyone for Dash and Sweet Junior. Hardest name in the world to pronounce. Okay, I won't. But this is what happened. Good idea. Aurora Symphony, stride for stride. Closers coming. Tiger, Tiger. Deshaun Sweet Silver. It's Tiger, Tiger. Deshaun Sweet Silver. Deshaun Sweet Silver going up to Tiger, Tiger. Deshaun Sweet Junior hit the front. And it's Jamie Carr's to save her. Deshaun Sweet Junior. 
Now, Jeffy, I gather uh, that wasn't the only instance that Dash and Sweet Jr. might have been mixed up a touch. Well, no, and I know when uh, Johnny Bad was uh, doing the news the next morning, uh, he was a little bit reticent about it as well. In some racing, and Philip Stokes uh, winning the Adelaide Cup, of course, with the Adelaide Cup winner yesterday. Speaking here with Michael about the possibility of a Sydney Cup. I'm going to con- admit to something here. Mm. I don't even know if my pronunciation <laughs> is anyone does. remotely close. It does remind me, you know, working around newsrooms over the years, you know, whenever they were doing results of tennis games involving Eastern European players, everybody would be asking everybody, how do you pronounce this? What's her name? What do you say? So you've got to be careful. Now, you're going to give out your phone number so people can call you throughout the week? Is that right? <laughs> no, you can send it in to the racing.com socials. Dr. Turf, you're on Twitter. I am, at, at Doc Turf. So if you do find, um, if you do hear something, pick something up that uh, tickles your fancy, somebody getting a little bit tongue-tied, let us know. You still use a fax, Turf. They can fax it to you too, couldn't they? <laughs> no, no, I'm still using a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Not long till you get a telegram from the Queen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough on that note. We might wrap up this week. Great. Good luck, punters. Uh, It's going to be a great weekend of racing. If you can get out to Flemington, do so. Otherwise, make sure you tune in to racing.com. That was a good three. Presented by racing.com and Top Sport.